Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn side space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Uh, This is Earl Stewart, the Recovering Car Dealer, live. That was my recorded introduction. And here we are, right in the middle of uh, the biggest crisis in human history, the pandemic worldwide crisis and uh florida is uh, not too good uh, we're having some problems out there we're going to be talking about uh something uh my hearing aid just fell off but i'll try to i can get by with one uh face mask and hearing aids are not compatible i just want to throw that out there i've seen you struggle from time to time with that little exactly. arrangement you got exactly uh, so we're going to give you some helpful advice hopefully uh, some entertainment uh, car dealers can be entertaining uh, in a kind of a morose sort of a way. Uh, we have a mystery shopping report that is a highlight of the show. Uh, actually visit a car dealership, and uh, we visited one yesterday, uh, pretended to buy or lease a car, and uh, we tell you exactly what happened. Uh, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it was one of our more interesting ones. I, I say this a lot, but car dealers vary from extreme to extreme. And um, you will love the Mystery Shopping Report coming up in the second half of the show. Um, the most benefit you can get from this show is to arm yourself with some information. Uh, if you're going to venture out there and have your car serviced or maintained, uh, if you're going to buy something uh, or lease something, if you're going to buy or lease a car, you really can pick up some interesting tips. And we have a, a wealth, a library of information here, earlongcars.com. There's a blog. Uh, uh, we give you uh, websites, uh, kbb.com, Kelly Blue Book. Uh, if you listen to the show, it's two hours. I don't expect you to listen for two hours. But during the time you listen, 15, 20 minutes, half hour, love to have you for the whole show. But if you have any questions on the mechanics, the electronics, the computerization of a car, uh, Rick Kearney, who I introduced, is a guy to call. And 877 877- 960-9960 is our call-in number, 877-960-9960. Uh, Stu Stewart, uh, he's uh, my general manager at my dealership. I have to say in full disclosure and transparency, I am a car dealer today. I've been one since 1968. But this show is purely consumer advocacy. It's purely to help you not get ripped off by a car dealer. That's what we've been doing for 17 years. And we're all over cyberspace, YouTube. Uh, as I said, EarlOnCars.com, a blog I've been writing for uh, 17 years. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of articles out there accessible to you. So Stu, is, he's in the dealership every day. Uh, he sees exactly what's going on. I'm not in the dealership every day like I used to be, uh, but I st- maintain pretty close contact. So 877-960-9960, and if you want to text us, Text number 772-497-6530. Again, that text number 772-497-6530. 
And of course, Nancy Stewart, uh, she's my uh, bride. She's my wife. She's my partner. She's my co-pilot on the show. She's a founder of the show. When we first started, uh, way, way, a long time ago, we were only half an hour, and Nancy and I have been doing the show together, and we've grown, and now we have Stu, and we have Rick, and uh, I like to think we're up to two hours now. Uh, I think we're, we're, we've improved things. We've helped a lot of people. And uh, if you have any calls, particularly you female callers out there, we built the show. Nancy, I give her credit, total credit. We started the show, no females called, no women. It was 100%. It was like a, a man's club. And uh, suddenly it began to grow and grow. Now we're up to about half of female callers, which is the way it should be. And uh, any of you ladies out there, uh, Nancy Stewart, uh, is going to uh, give you an offer that you can't refuse. If you haven't called the show, she'll tell you about it in a minute. In fact, why don't you tell them about it right now, Nancy. Tell them about the special deal we've got to encourage more and more women to call Earl on Cars. Good morning, ladies. Uh, that encouragement will be, well, $50 for the first two new lady callers. And uh, I think that uh, you all have a lot to say. And I'd like you to take advantage of our offer. $50 for the first two new lady callers, 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, well, I'll I'm just still, uh, I'm still struggling with my mask now, but I, 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 can, take, I can talk. I'm going to take advantage yeah. of that, and I'm going to uh, remind our listeners that, uh, pardon my raspy throat this morning, um, I just wanted to point out that uh, although we swear. expose, although we expose car dealers, um, you know, that are taking advantage of the consumer, uh, we still need your help. We need your help, Ashley Moody. Ashley Moody is the Attorney General, and uh, she's uh, she has uh, such a, a, a position that she holds, and uh, one of the things that she does is she she protects the consumer, and by protecting the consumer uh, she can do a whole lot more uh, we can do it together as a team and uh, we would appreciate it if you would get in touch with uh, Ashley and uh, remind her remind her that uh, she definitely you know has a responsibility to protect the consumers against these car dealerships that are taking advantage of everyone. Again, that number is 877-960-9960. And uh, don't forget, www.youranonymousfeedback.com. And you can also text us. You can text us at 772-497-6530. Are we all set? Jonathan, I, want, gonna, I, can I'm, keep Jonathan, I want a YouTube. <laughs> I've been fooling around with this mask. I'm watching myself. And it, because Jonathan, because we're, we're putting together a blooper reel for you. You, know, wanna, you yeah. know me. I can just keep on talking. I'm going to remind everyone that uh, I'm going to take advantage of this time yeah, yeah, at the mic. Yeah, talk about the barracuda. <laughs> Still wants to know about my Barracuda. It's a 1968 oh, Barracuda. I got the mask back on. I got okay. the mask oh, on. no, he did that deliberately. Just okay. to cut me off. Okay, here I am. I, I think it's going to work. You know, I have a new... Stu's an instigator. I have a new excuse for all these people out there that don't want to wear a mask. If they have hearing aids, that's a good reason not want to wear a mask. But let me tell you something. Oh. I, 
I would rather fool around with my mask and have a lot of trouble than die. Exactly. So, exactly. So I, I, hey, I want to tell I want to tell everyone my story about my mask and my hearing aids. Um, I'm showing my age. I want to tell you what I went on an Easter egg hunt the other day. My hearing aid fell off in the driveway, and I'm looking all over the house. And by the way, hearing aids are expensive, as everyone knows. But these masks. I said, damn it, I'm not going to put this mask back on. Well, I got myself together, pulled myself together, yeah. and I put my mask back Welcome on. Welcome to the Earl Stewart on Mask show, <laughs> and we'll continue to talk about hey, hearing aids. they're important. Mask. Let's talk to uh, Stu. Uh, no matter how uncomfortable they are, a mask is Stu, very important. Stu is my spy master general, and uh, I said earlier that we don't want to give away a mystery shopping report, but it was just, uh, you know, I... Uh, Sue, just tell them a little bit. Don't tell them too much because this is a doozy. I'll, I'll just just uh, tease it just enough. Um, last week it came up that it had, had been a long time since we did a Takata shop, and you made the comment that um, concurrent with uh, this, this pandemic, which is a serious crisis, and, and to be honest, it's, it's killing a lot more people than the Takata crisis, but it didn't diminish the importance of it and didn't yeah. diminish the importance of us talking about it. We ignored it for too long. Yeah. yeah, for almost, well, half of this year. Yeah. And um, so that kind of got me thinking. So we plan to do a Takata test where we go out, try and buy a used car that we know has a, a Takata airbag recall and see how the dealership handles it. And uh, this one kind of, I don't want to say it spiraled, spiraled out of control, um, but it <laughs> it just got, got strange, bizarre. And we discovered something that we um, hadn't uncovered yet in 17 years of mystery shopping. So um, I'll leave the tease at that. And I think it showed a little bit of the effect of the pandemic on individuals. And the individual, uh, at least one of the individuals we talked to, you could see the effect uh, psychologically and emotionally. And, you know, it was funny and it was entertaining. But it's also kind of sad because, uh, be honest with yourself, are you normal uh, compared to four or five months ago. How many days are we into this pandemic now? It's about um, three months, right? Yeah, the um, national emergency was on Friday, March 13th, and um, but it had been going on for a couple of weeks before that where people started getting concerned. But yeah. the, uh, four, the Almost four months. Yeah, end of March, all the shutdowns started. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, it's, it's, you just got to hear this mystery shopping report. It's educational, it's entertaining, and it's almost unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And that mystery shopping report is going to be from uh, Napleton. So, Napleton of North Palm Beach Hyundai. Yeah. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We are going to go to Tina. Tina calls us from Bonita Springs. Where you been, Tina? Welcome. Well, it was July 4th last week, and I thought y'all weren't uh, broadcasting, but apparently you were, so I missed my window of opportunity. <laughs> oh, boy. We broadcast rain That's or okay. shine and most holidays. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I, I think there's been a few times that you've done, like, uh, pre-recordings or whatever, yeah. so people yeah. get to hear my voice twice. <laughs> That's good. But anyway, I was getting on this website called autoevolution.com, And I guess this recall thing is just going like wildfire because it's saying 1 million Dodge Chrysler vehicles recalled on airbag clips going projectiles. So this is not anything to do with Takata, but apparently the airbag clips could fail and they could cause injury. So it's something to be aware of. But the great thing about Auto Evolution is it has a lot of information and it really does a great job of reporting recalls. 
I'll write that down. Autorevolution.com. Autoevolution. Evolution. Yeah, evolution.com. Yeah. Very yeah, autoevolution. Very good. Well, thank you, Tina. Uh, uh, nice to hear your voice. Uh, when we don't hear your voice, we miss you. Uh, you're kind of like uh, the representative of the ladies out there, where you, uh, you, you're a lot like Nancy in your feelings about uh, equality uh, with the sexes. And uh, you ladies don't have it yet, and you should have it, and we're moving toward that. But uh, certainly on this show, uh, we're there. And thanks to you and a lot of other lady callers out there, uh, we really feel uh, like we are doing the show the way it should be done. Half the people buying cars are ladies. Have, but more than half the people having cars serviced are ladies. So uh, uh, we need to help the ladies just as much as we do the guys. Probably 50-50 uh, is the way to look at it. Yeah, Tina, thanks for joining my team. Uh, we're, uh, we're growing because... Uh, there's myself, you, and Ashley Moody is, uh, well, I'm waiting for her to sign up on our team. So, uh, oh, good. you know, the, the, atter the attorney general can help us out tremendously. And I didn't mention her phone number, if you want to jot this down, Tina. Her phone number is 850-414-3300. And uh, all of you out there, including Tina, can take advantage of that telephone number and let your voice be heard and uh, she can give us a hand. Thank you so much for calling, Tina. Thank Rick, you. Uh, ladies, Nancy and I can't do this by ourselves. We need you. <laughs> Thank you, Tina. Rick, thanks uh, for, uh, uh, you, we've been ignoring you. <laughs> And you're probably, you know, you're probably uh, maybe the most important part of the show. The sales gets all the glory, the leasing and the buying, everybody gets excited. But, you know, you buy a car once every four or five years. You maintain or repair your car, you should, at least twice a year. Uh, and depending on mileage, a lot more than that. And uh, that's where you get taken advantage of. I'm telling you, I, I get more calls on people taking advantage of folks in the service drive than I, I do anywhere else. And I have, uh, it's, the, I guess the reason we focus on the purchase is because it's a big ticket item. But there's some pretty big ticket items in the uh, service drive too. Uh, Rick, uh, he won't say it, but I'll say it for him. Uh, you'll never find a technician more on top of today's modern automobiles and diagnosing and helping you answer your questions. Rick, uh, give us a little bit of your history and uh, how you came to be here today. Well, I started off at a little place called North Tech, learning auto mechanics. It's not even there right now anymore, but uh, once I got a little bit under my belt and started looking around for a job, your place is hiring for an oil changer, and I started there but, but at the very bottom went, level. But even before you went to school, I think that you have to have a natural aptitude for mechanics. I, I don't, and I've been to school, but mm. I, I can't fix anything. And Nancy can fix things better than I can. I think you're born with an aptitude, because you told me that you used to tinker with cars with your dad, and you loved it, and you would uh, fix things and repair things that, yeah, you know, when you're 13 years old. Well, you know, I, I grew up as a. 10-year-old kid, a buddy and I started trying to build a mini bike yeah. and I'll basically got an old edger motor and we put it on an old frame and we put together a mini bike that it actually ran and would get around a little bit. So we are having fun and it just, you know, it, it comes from that idea that you can take these old pieces, put them together with your hands and make something interesting yeah. that runs and 
Yeah, and you of course, can't, you're playing you, with fire and an engine. And, uh, and it seems natural to you, but to a lot of people like me, uh, you know, my father would give me a, a model airplane for my birthday, and I'd never be able to put it together. I mean, I, I one time oh. took, I once I took a, the radio apart, and I couldn't put that back together either. So it's just, you've got it. It's great. Uh, Rick, if you call, he's going to answer it 99.9% .9 of the time. And we would love to have you call the show, 877-960-9960. Ask for Rick Kearney, 877-960-9960. And our text number is 772-497-6530. You know, I, should, I, I, I don't mention youranonymousfeedback.com. Uh, we get more inquiries on that, I think, than anything else. Your anonymousfeedback.com. We probably have some right now, don't we, Stu? Yes, we do. They, they tend to pile up in the week, um, so we have a few on deck to, to get to. Uh, this one actually came in um, after the show last Saturday. Um, it says, good morning. I have a question for Rick. Can Toyota Service Department install factory-integrated turn signal lights on outside mirrors on Camrys or Corollas that don't come standard with the car? And then they sent a, a link to a, an eBay listing, which I, I think it shows, it probably shows some aftermarket um, turn signals. Yeah, because I don't think it's actually a, an add-on feature that can be done. That's something that has to be integrated into the car because the wiring is not going to be there out to the door for the most part. Uh, Toyota usually doesn't build a wire harness that is just universal for all the doors of all the features. They'll have specific ones for each feature just to try to save money on the cost of them. So you'd probably have to wind up running all the wiring everywhere, and it'd get quite expensive. And if you bought yeah. something that claimed to do it, it would be a Mickey Mouse kind of a thing, and it wouldn't really be exactly. what the factory mirror was. And those factory mirrors, by the way, are extremely expensive. Yeah. It used to be a side-view mirror was peanuts. Yeah, and now a, now a side view mirror. They have cameras and lights, uh, yeah. all sorts of integrated You're talking, what, a couple thousand dollars or a it's thousand? A ton. I couldn't tell you exactly, but it ain't yeah. cheap, that's for sure. Now, now, there are some aftermarket kits that can add things in, like adding in a blind spot monitor to a car. Yeah. And some of these, it, you'll want to do some research and do your homework on them, make sure it's good quality and has good reviews. But some of them can be really nice and quite effective. Yeah. Would it be fair to say if you do any sort of um, alteration to uh, your, the, elect the electrical systems, you better have a dang good mechanic doing that? I would highly yeah. recommend a I trained technician. Yeah, because definitely. And beware of voiding your warranty if the exactly. car's under warranty. Yeah. Anything yeah. you do to uh, modify a new vehicle is going to be looked at uh, very, very carefully by the manufacturer before they do an honor a warranty claim. A lot right. of things to take into consideration that we didn't take into consideration a long time ago can be very costly, okay. especially when you void your warranty. That's right. Uh, more anonymous feedback? i got plenty to go. Let's do it. All right. Um, I read an article about a person with a lease taking the money to pay off the lease to the dealer. Within a few days, the dealer closes the business and all the cars and furniture is moved out. Yikes. Uh, dealer did not forward the lease payoff money. That was uh, the finance leasing company says, says it's not their, uh, says it's not their problem and they still want their money and are reporting her as past due to the credit agency. She now has no car. Credit may be ruined for a long time and she is still required to make the payments. Perhaps you could discuss on your radio program how a person protects themselves. I assume there will be many car dealers that can make assets and money disappear as the economy declines. Great. Well, that's a very sad story, and, and uh, fortunately it's not common, but it does happen. Matter of fact, uh, a few years back, the 
a dealership owned by the president of the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, uh, went out of business. And, uh, and there were a lot of people out there that were hurt because cars weren't being paid off, uh, money's owed, customers were not being paid, and he went broke, and uh, he, he also went to jail, which is very sad. Uh, the, uh, th the way to avoid this sort of thing is check out the car dealer that you deal with carefully. Uh, you should check uh, Google reviews, and, and uh, uh, they have dealertrack.com. They have uh, uh, measurements of customer satisfaction uh, available that the manufacturer uh, awards to dealers based on ones that do the good job. Uh, be careful. Uh, Google that dealer. Uh, get some references. Uh, because you're on the hook. A lot of people think that uh, Honda dealer is part of Honda, and Honda's a great big company with a lot of money, or General Motors dealer Chevrolet. The dealers are separate, independent business people. Uh, the only affiliation they have with the manufacturer whose cars they sell is they have a contract that allows them a franchise agreement to sell the car. But the manufacturers have very little to say about how that dealer does business. Uh, which is one of my pet peeves. I think the manufacturers should have more influence and they should try to influence the dealers to be more honest and law-abiding and certainly financially responsible. So every dealer out there uh, is, uh, can hang up the, you know, the, the, the shingle and leave town and leave you hanging on like this poor lady was and all you have recourse now is the courts, you sue or you call the Department of Motor Vehicles, uh, you have them arrested. I mean, but it's too late then. Just be sure you know who you're dealing with. Some dealer has been around for a while, he's got good uh, ratings, uh, consumer ratings, and uh, got a good reputation, and that's the way to go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Earl on Cars, and we'd love to hear from you, uh, especially the ladies this morning. I offer you... Uh, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Uh, so take advantage of that phone number, 877-960-9960. Or if you're a little shy, you can go ahead and text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. Now I think we're going to go back to Stu. Yeah, let's get to some texts. Um, we have a text from Dave in San Diego. Hmm. Um, hi, Earl, Stu, and the crew. Greetings from California. Just following up on some advice she gave a few weeks back, I was looking at buying a CPO, which is a certified pre-owned Volvo XC60 from across the country in New Jersey. The dealer claimed the car was perfect because it was certified, but you strongly suggested I get it inspected by an independent mechanic. The salesman was very reluctant to hand it over to the mechanic, which should have been a red flag right there. Well, in the inspection, not only did they find the car needed four brake rotors, but the car huh. also had close to 20 scratches, some as long as seven inches. Huh. None of this was disclosed by the dealer who said the car was, quote, pristine. Thanks, as always, for the solid advice. You guys saved me $28,000. Love the show, and that's Dave in San Diego. Well, that's great. Uh, you know, it's probably the single most important thing when you buy a used car is to have an independent technician inspect it. Uh, Carfax reports can be wrong. Uh, you can, uh, obviously, the representation by the seller is probably wrong. And uh, if you have to pay, I don't know what uh, Dave paid for that inspection, but if he paid $200, it certainly yeah. was worth it, right? It's probably more like 150 right, Rick? You could get their well, car yeah, checked yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, 
a mechanic isn't just going to look at the uh, does it run right. Yeah. Uh, in this case, he caught scratches. Uh, it could have been a flood car. Yeah. A good technician can tell you if a car's been in a flood. Uh, you want to be sure the odometer reading's right, uh, and you certainly want to test drive. And you can hear the squeaks and rattles. A lot of times, you'll have an independent mechanic check it out, and he'll say, this and this and this are, are concerns, and then the seller will fix them and include them in the price that he quoted you because he'll claim he didn't know about them yeah. and he'll fix them anyway. So it's worth the money and then some to have it checked out. Yeah, when you Definitely. buy a house, you pay for an inspection and yeah. you should do exactly. the David, yeah. thank you so much for that text. Do you know how many people heard that? And it is, as Earl said, very, very important that you, you get gave, it checked out. Certified me, means uh, nothing unless you check it out. You just gave me a great idea that I hadn't thought of before. Uh, you said a bank, you said that a, when you buy a house, you have to have it inspected. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons you have to have it inspected is the lender, the bank, requires you have mm -hmm. it inspected. Now, you lenders out there, when you, when you finance a used car, why don't you have a requirement that an independent mechanic check, it's your collateral. Yeah. So the banks, the credit unions, hear this out there. If you want to finance somebody on a car, require an inspection. And then you can control the price, too. I mean, you, you don't want to get, and you can also control the technician. And uh, you could be, uh, like Rick, could be uh, approved by the credit unions and the banks if you check the car out and you have to bring in the Rick. And I'm, I'm not trying to sell Rick's, but I'm just saying, wherever you are. Rick just found a new career. Yeah, this might, <laughs> this might be my new blog. Yeah. Very good. Thank yeah, you. That's a great idea. Nobody controls me. <laughs> Except my wife. Yes, Chris. Chris. My wife does. Chris, yeah. the controller. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go back to California because we have another text from Brian in California. I love that we have a, a big presence out there on the West Coast. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, hey, Stu. Uh, Brian from California again. Question for today for Rick. My dad drives a 2020 Corolla XSE. Upon starting the car, he immediately shifts the car into gear and starts driving away within two to three seconds without giving anything in the car time to warm up. That's what I do. Um, is he damaging anything at all in the car mechanically by doing this? I personally start my vehicles up and wait about a full minute until my motor reaches the true idle before I put the car in gear and go. He makes fun of me all the time for doing this. What do you think and what do you personally do when you drive your truck? Thanks as always and looking forward to the show. Uh, technically, he's not really doing anything wrong that's going to damage it per se, but it does accelerate the wear a little bit on the engine, I think, because you, you've got to give it a chance for the oil to warm up a little, start moving and fill in the gaps, and let the oil do its work in the engine to help make sure everything's lubricated properly and that it can do its job in there. Um, myself, when I start my truck in the morning, I let it run for at least 15, 20 seconds. You know, in that time, I'm getting my cell phone plugged in for my Apple CarPlay. I'm plugging in my seatbelt, you know, making sure my mirrors are adjusted right and yeah. getting myself settled in. Yeah, I was kidding. I have, a, I have a whole little ritual when I get in the car. Same thing. Seatbelt, shut yeah. the garage door, get everything yeah. situated. Yeah. Give, Take a sip of coffee. 30 uh -huh. seconds. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always in a hurry, and I have a question for Rick. When I'm in, uh, Nancy knows I'm always in a hurry, so I I, I hop in. I she don't just have pantomime. And I, I got to get out of that garage. I'm in yeah. the garage. I crank it up. I get to the garage, and when I start up my Lexus, uh, it 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 it's, it it runs at a high RPM. Yep. And if I when I'm really in a hurry, 
you know, I crank it up, it's, it's running at about 6,000 RPM, and when I, when I take it out of park, it likes to leap forward into oh, the yeah. wall in front of me, yeah. or maybe into the people behind me. So yeah. is that you know, it's a safety thing? I mean, I realize I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't be in a hurry. But do all cars uh, run at a high RPM for 10 seconds or something like that? And, and, and before you answer that question, Rick, I have to tell the audience that I do have my safety features that I use when I'm in the car with Earl, and that is my helmet. Um, helmet my bulletproof vest. I have these uh, gloves that can protect my hand in case I hit the concrete. Uh, so uh, anyway, I'll share the rest with you later. Go ahead. Rick. Smelling salts. <laughs> yeah. The, when you first start the engine on all the new cars, it does rev up for a few seconds, usually four or five seconds, long enough to, to make sure that all the cylinders are firing properly, clear out any condensation or anything that's built up in the cylinders. and basically get the car going to operating well, temperature I, as quick a, as possible. That's a, that's a safety issue for a guy in a hurry. And it can be, but yeah. that can be the same I mean, safety you, issue as the person that driving a stick shift cranks the engine with forgetting to put their foot on the clutch. Yeah, true. Okay, so I'm, it's my fault, Mike. So you know, what happens when you forget Mike. to put the car in park? Oh, that does happen. Uh, right? that, yeah, that can be an issue too. Yeah. Uh, for whom? Uh, would that be the driver or the passenger? for all <laughs> okay moving right along next well we have uh, linda on facebook uh said that i um, want to know rick when did you go to new england tech both of her sons studied there nope north tech you hear that linda it was north tech uh interesting. as a matter of fact uh, when i started at earl stewart toyota the guy next to me had gone to new england tech and i used to joke with him a little bit because the old commercial for new england tech was be a new england tech graduate or compete with one i remember that yeah, great, well, great branding. That uh, fellow wound up going into work in the parts department and sales and service writing. And me, I'm a top master technician for Toyota. So I'll take a peek <laughs> with one. Uh, we're going to go to, uh, well, first, I want to say that he, without, he without seeing, uh, uh, cast, how does that go? Cast the first stone? Uh, I have to say that um, I have to admit, embarrassingly, that I did leave my engine running with the garage door closed. Oh. That's something you will never, ever, ever forget. Scary. Never. And you talk about a safety issue. Uh, if it uh, wasn't for my husband, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. So I'll leave you with that thought. And uh, I'm gonna, cause I'm, I'm teasing Earl and I mean it in a loving way. I saw you look at me, snarl, and uh, I do mean it in a loving way. Ladies and gentlemen, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And we have Tom that's holding from Jupiter. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, good morning. Uh, great show, uh, guys, always. Um, good question. I have a friend that's getting ready to buy a car today. And um, what I'm thinking is that most contracts that I'm familiar with, really with about anything, uh, have a 72-hour cancellation uh, clause in the fine print. What about a new, uh, well, it's a used car. What about a used car buying a used car? Tom, that's... Uh, Do you know anything about that? Yeah, that's one of That's a common belief, Tom. There is no 72-hour cancellation right when you purchase a vehicle or anything else there's okay. a in, in the state of florida 
there is a home solicitation law. And if someone uh, knocks on your door to sell you something and you consummate the sale at home, then you have 72 hours, three days uh, to back yeah. out. Yeah. It does not apply to automobiles. And uh, okay. e even if they yeah. deliver the car to your home, uh, it, it does not apply. So you, when you take delivery of a vehicle, you own it and it's not going back. Most dealers will no, not take the car that. back, yes. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So if it's a lemon, you're stuck. You really are, and that's the reason you should be very careful wow. before you sign on the dotted line and before you drive the car home. Yeah. Anything in your mind about yeah. quality, price, uh, any consideration, get it all in writing before you drive the car home. Once you sign and drive the car home, or they take the car to you yeah. today with the pandemic, leave yeah. it in your driveway, you cannot bring it back. Wow. Well, what I'm thinking is I remember um, uh, getting a timeshare a long time ago, and you do have, did have a 72-hour cancellation with that. Yeah. But it's a whole different world, I guess. Yeah. And um, so, so, but, uh, because what we're thinking is get this car in uh, where? West Palm, I think. Mm -hmm. and then taking it up to um, our mechanic in Jupiter to have him check it out. Good idea. But that's kind of meaningless, though, isn't it, as far as if, if they find something major wrong with it? Not necessarily. I mean, you, you bought the car and you're stuck. Oh, after the fact, exactly. You want to take that car, and this is this is uh, kind of separates uh, the crooks from the honest people. When you say to a person that you're buying a used car from, uh, We've got a deal, I'm going to sign and I'm going to pay you, but first I have to bring this to my mechanic and let him check it out. If they say no, yeah. then they're not an honest dealer. Anybody that is okay, selling well, a vehicle... This is, yeah. this is actually the Audi dealer in West Palm, yeah. so, you know... He won't allow you to take it to an independent mechanic to be checked out? Well, that's what that's what we're going to check. Yes. They should, right? Absolutely, yeah. If they if they okay. should, I would buy it from another Audi dealer because most Audi dealers and most car dealers, period, will allow you to take a car to an independent mechanic. It's an honesty test. When they yeah. say no, then you turn around and leave. Yeah, because what they said yesterday was, we've got top-notch mechanic and blah, 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 Audi and all this sure. stuff. So sure. we'll see what happens today when he actually brings a check down for it. Yeah, you, you, okay. you just tell them Earl Stewart told you. They know. <laughs> and tell them we'll be talking about them on next Saturday's show if they say no. Ooh, okay, thank you, Beth. Okay, Tom. That's all. Thank Thanks. you, Tom. Shame on your wife. Shame on Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> well, I've done stupid things like that myself, I assure you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, all uh, right. uh, yep. what happens is sometimes huh? you just uh, don't stay focused and you're, so, you're multitasking and uh, you get caught up and those things happen. And the end, uh, I'm not making any excuses, but uh, a lot of people out there don't realize how quiet their cars are when they're running. I know it's happened to a few people, more than a few. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Please give us a call, 877-960-9960. Now back to Stu. Hey, Rick, uh, Linda came in. She, she uh, misspoke. It was North Tech that her sons went to. She, oh, okay. Uh, so when, when were you there? She'd like to know. Uh, I was there in 92 to 90, 
four. Okay. And he, she wasn't, if you remember, she thinks his name was John. He ran the auto um, part of the uh, of the school. His name was John. He's, he's passed away since. Uh, actually, we had uh, Gary Miggins okay. was the main instructor there All at right. the time. Old times, old times. Yeah. Um, do you got any YouTubes over there? We're kind of quiet on YouTube okay. this morning. Okay, no, YouTube is one of our favorite channels, and Rick is monitoring YouTube, so... Uh, YouTube, port slash Erlang Cars, yep. and yep. check us out, and uh, we can... Uh, well, we got plenty of other texts and yeah. anonymous to get and to. I have a text from uh, North Carolina from Marianne, and uh, she's uh, purchased a vehicle. And after she got home, she realized that she had paid in a regional ad fee and a dealer prep fee. And she asks uh, Earl, which fees are legitimate? None of them. Uh, unless there's uh, a federal fee or a state or a local tax, uh, if it's a government fee, uh, then it is acceptable to pass that along to the customer. Uh, but the hidden fees, and uh, when you put a name on it and you call it a prep fee or anything else, it's, uh, it's uh, not, not right. And it goes back to what uh, we were talking earlier to, I think, Tom about. You know, once you take the car home, uh, you bought it. I know you can complain, you can write a letter to the Better Business Bureau, you can call the Department of Consumer Affairs, you can even call the Attorney General's office, but it's an uphill battle once you bought the car. We're going to talk a little bit later in the show about uh, a law in Florida that prevents you from suing the dealer. So not only aren't you going to get any satisfaction once you take the car home, but you, if you sue them, it's awfully hard. And in fact, it's practically impossible. Unconscionable. You, know, you just got to be sure that yeah. all your I's are dotted, T's are crossed, everything is online. Once you take that car home, you're in trouble. And Marianne, you mentioned the fact that you were embarrassed. Um, it was great of you to text me and to share that with me. Because again, like I said earlier, there's so many people listening to this show. And once you do get home, there's nothing you can do about it. So uh, I thank you for the text and pointing it out to our listeners. Back to Stu. Okay, let's jump over to uh, anonymous feedback. Um, Stu, this is for me. Uh Stu, I bought a car from you personally right when you started working at the Toyota dealership back in 1998. It was the first good car buying experience I ever had. You did have a dealer fee back then, but you subtracted it from the price before totaling it. Uh, the fee was $395, and you said you wanted to convince your dad to stop charging it. Looks like that worked out. Love the show. <laughs> oh. Well, that's very true. I mean, yeah. you, were, you were always uh, an advocate of uh, getting rid of that dealer thing. Well, it was a lot of, I mean, I know that it's morally, I think it was the right thing. I think, um, just to be perfectly honest, I remember um, when I first started selling cars, that was the first stopping point I remember running into where it was just really uncomfortable. So everything yeah. was going great. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, I'm not a natural born salesperson by any means, but yeah, I would usually enjoy, you know, talking with the customers and everything was great until we showed them the bar's order. You were, and ter then, you were a terrible salesperson. You were too honest. Yeah, I, I, I sold about 12 cars a month. I was, I was average. But, um, but yeah, I just like when it came to that, everything just went to hell as soon as you get the dealer fee, then you had to explain it. And, um, what a time it was, it was yeah. 1998. It was self-preservation. That's why I, I pushed to drop it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks for that, uh, Stu. We're going to go to Pompano Beach where Warren is uh, on the line. Good morning, Warren. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you today? Well, thank you. 
Uh, the reason why I called was you mentioned that thing about the woman, uh, the person who the cars were lost. With the, you know, they lost their money on it. They had a big thing up in northern New Jersey about ten years ago, and this guy who seemed legitimate, he was he was taking exotic cars on consignment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever remembered this or not. And you know, when I mean exotic cars, Bentleys and Ferraris and all that kind of stuff. He had him shipped all over the United States to his dealership in northern New Jersey, which was in a very exclusive area. And, you know, people would send him there, and he would sell it on consignment. And he came, it was all a scam because he ended up absconding with millions of dollars. Yeah. He, either, he sold the cars, and, you know, he didn't, have, he, he didn't have the title, or he had the title. Uh, it was all a scam. And over a two-year period of time, people got stuck with it. Two people got stuck. The people who sold the car and the people who bought the car. They were both all stuck, and he ran away to some foreign country, and they, the FBI got him about two years ago. But he took millions and millions of dollars, and these are not stupid people. These no. are people who sure. had these very, very expensive cars. You know, they were you know, not, not cheap. Yeah. You know, so I just uh, thought I'd give my two cents and let you know that it can happen to anybody. Yeah, Warren, I tell you, you'd be surprised if people it happens. In fact, it doesn't have to be an exotic car on consignment or any kind of a car on consignment. When you buy a used car, uh, you don't know for a fact that that dealer owns that used car. You don't know for a fact that he's paid the lien off on the, on the loan from the previous owner. Uh, and when you buy the car and you take delivery of that car, uh, in case something happens and he cannot deliver you the title, which means you're not a legal owner, the guy that the bank that has a lien on it can come and take it away from you. And uh, that's something that's done on trust too, too often when you buy a car. How many people who have bought a used car have said, let me see the title uh, and let me see it assigned to me? Because usually the lender has a title or the title isn't immediately available and you take the car home after you sign the paperwork and now you're at the mercy of the dealer to be sure that car is paid off. So that's, that's a great point, Warren. Uh, uh, we trust car dealers too much. Everybody does. They assume that they're going to deliver what they promise, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, just one more thing on that, because I had a friend uh, who was wanted to buy a used Corvette, and he finally found, he's, he's up in northern New Jersey, and he found one in Jacksonville, Florida. And everything looked totally 100% good. Uh, he had a mechanic there, and they look at it, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, when it came time to pull the deal off, he said, and I said to make sure you see the title, the title had a lien on it. Mm-hmm. And the guy was going to sell him the car with the lien on it. Sure. And, of course, he wouldn't have owned the car. <laughs> and um, the guy was going to pull a fast one because he couldn't make the payments under that. So, you know, he, he just figured this was a good way to get rid of it. And then mm-hmm. my friend would have been stuck with the car. He's in Jacksonville, Florida. He's in New Jersey. He said, well, come get me. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. anyway, it was a good thing you pointed out, and I appreciate that. Well, thank you, Warren. I I just uh, to add to this point also, we're in financially stressful times now, and that includes car dealers. Some of them are suffering uh, a lot of problems with cash flow. And the first thing that happens when a dealer has a cash flow problem, he doesn't have m- enough money in the bank to make the payroll to pay his suppliers. What does he do? Uh, he doesn't pay the loans off on the cars he trades in as quickly as he should. And sometimes he'll even deliver new cars without paying the bank off because most all car dealers finance their cars, used cars and new cars. Even the financially stable ones will oftentimes finance the new cars. So. 
cash flow problem hits, bad economic times hit, you buy a car and you find out that the car has not been paid off, the bank that owns the lien on that car is going to come get it. And this is a very dangerous time to be buying a car without knowing for a fact that it is free and clear when you take delivery. Yeah, well, I guess it's a little note. Don't trust anybody. Yeah, that's a sad fact. They look like there's a guy up here. Uh, he had a very, like a million dollar showroom and, you know, glittering, you know, Ferraris and Bentleys, you know, and, you, and the first reaction would be I never saw the showroom, I just read about it. But, they, you know, your first reaction would be when you walk into it, wow, this guy's got to be legit. Look at this, look at this array of cars he got here. Yeah. Know? I mean, you know. Yeah, he must have twenty million dollars worth of cars sitting on the lot uh, because each one of those cars was well over a hundred thousand dollars. But anyway, thank you very much. You guys get a lot of good information. Thank really you, Warren. Good. Thanks, Warren. Thanks, Warren. Give us a call again. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Still waiting to hear from the ladies. First two new lady callers, fifty dollars, fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers take advantage of that uh, www anonymous feedback and uh, let us hear from you uh rick do you have anything for us we're still pretty quiet right now what's okay. wrong with the youtube channel still. youtube channel is it up and working jonathan it's working it's working it's working you Back. youtubers that's a that's rick's maybe, favorite channel maybe we're explaining things so clearly yes that it requires no additional uh explanation you know what i noticed this morning too on a lot of different topics that uh, uh honesty transparency that we've shared with our audience and they've shared with us and uh, that's a big part of this show Earl on cars uh, so uh, i want to bring that to everyone's attention and also while i'm thinking about it i want to apologize to john from palm city who I didn't call back. I had been so terribly busy. I apologize. I'll talk to you this afternoon, John. Uh, oh, goodness. Well, we got a Men- mental telepathy. Uh-oh. John's on the... <laughs> <laughs> Is he outside the door here? <laughs> He's under the table down there with his cell phone. John from Palm City, welcome to the show. Good morning to everyone. Recently, you spoke about J.D. Power and their surveys. It was quite thorough about it. Actually, it's not the same thing as Consumer Reports. But for the first time ever, um, J.D. Power did a quality study on Tesla. That was done on June 24th, and here's the news about it. The industry average with them is 166 uh, problems per 100 cars. Tesla came out 250 problems per 100 cars. That's like the, the, the second worst to them was Land Rover, yeah. which was 228 problems per 100. Mm-hmm. So this, this makes a red flag uh, with the survey on Tesla. But, you know, the good news is Tesla stocks is way above 1,000. Last June it was worth $212 a share. Elon Musk is the second, 22nd richest man in the world. So uh, it makes you wonder about doing more survey checking on Tesla. But that's a lot of problems, 250 per 100 cars. It is. Rick had a comment. You know, I, I always wonder about those the, the surveys looking for problems on new cars like that. It seems like the more expensive the car, like Land Rover, Tesla, they're obviously very expensive cars. As compared to, like, Kias, I think the average buyer of a Kia 
is less likely to see some minor little thing as a problem and report it. He's, they're going to accept certain plus, things to be plus, plus the fact there's a, not there's perfect. More, there's more bells and whistles and toys and electronics and gadgetry. Exactly, on, they're much on, more on complex. So exactly, and and the complaints don't necessarily have to be valid complaints. You can bring in a dealer and complain because you salesman didn't show you how to operate the car. So in the in the highly complex, highly expensive cars, they tend to be more. And this is a this is complaints from the first 90 days of ownership. It isn't uh, two years or three years into ownership. This is the first 90 days. What do you have to complain about? And the more complex the car, the more you have to complain about. Exactly. So I, I would take those numbers sometimes with a little bit of grain of salt. Yes. I agree. We all know it's a great car. And Earl and Nancy, right from the beginning, did a test drive on it. And they were impressed, and they were almost ready to buy one in those days. I remember that distinctly, yes. and they mentioned it on a radio show. But we know it's a good car, and Rick's point and Earl's is right. It, and if, what can you really learn in that short of a period of a brand-new car? So um, take it for what it's worth. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Okay. You guys have a good day. You Thanks, too, John. And Thank just, you, John. You I want to mention one fast thing, too. Yeah. Be careful. People don't realize at the gas station, an item not to use is the air pump. Because the air pump had, could be, you know, loaded with the coronavirus on it. And the latest issue of Consumer Reports has a testing of pumps that you can buy under $100. Mostly all when you fill your tires, plug into the uh, uh, cigarette lighter mm -hmm. in the car. But I recommend you in a store, it's like an electric drill. I think it's uh, there's several brands that make it. It's like six sixty nine, sixty dollars, yeah. and it has it's just like a uh, portable drill. It has the battery attached to it. It has a gauge on it, and it works very well, better than dragging out a hose at a gas station. Yeah. Oh and yeah, you, and you can blow up your rubber ducky with it. Too. Well, I was gonna say we we have those. It has a little turbine in it, and we blow up the pool floats with it. Yeah, there you go. They're fabulous. They really work good, and and it stops. When you set the number, what you want to put in the tire, and it sets, and it's so portable, it's just easy because you don't have any plugs or wires. Well, thanks very much, yeah. John. I'll tell you, you're, you're very well informed. We appreciate it, and we hope you can call again next week. But thank you very, very much for the call. Yeah, thank you so much, okay. John. And I'll talk to you over the weekend. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day. You mm -hmm. too, John. On uh, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. I have a text from Jenny. And uh, Jenny uh, is asking us about her back window. I went to put down the uh, window the other day and noticed that the rubber at the bottom is disintegrating. How costly is it that uh, if I were to replace it? I've been driving. Uh, to work alone for the last seven years and never noticed it because I never put the window down. I think Rick can answer the question for Jenny. Okay, I'm going to guess that the, the rubber she's talking about is along the top edge of the door where the window glass goes down in, and that's known as a belt molding. Uh, most car companies they're probably going to be around 60 to $70, maybe $100 for the part. And of course, you know, it's a, it's a rubber gasket. It's meant to help debris and stuff from getting down inside the door. 
So it's a good idea to go ahead and get that replaced so you don't get a lot of stuff inside the door that can actually build up and start to rot the inside of your car door. Yeah. Why, why not yeah. just leave it up and forget about it? Well, because it's that rubber piece that goes against the glass, even the with the window oh. up, that rubber, once it deteriorates and breaks apart, it leaves a gap where like leaves and grass and other and debris, dirt and that can fall mm -hmm. down inside. And of course, you get a that too much of that inside, it holds moisture yeah. and it can cause rust. Exactly, that's exactly what I was gonna say, Jenny. I think that I'd be more worried about the moisture and uh, it's like opening up a can of worms and the mold, uh, once that starts yep. to grow and the odor of it, uh, <laughs> it, good good luck. It can also plug up the drains at the bottom of the door so water can't get out. Yeah, like I said. I would say less than $200 to get that replaced. Yeah, well worth it, Jenny. Uh, Jenny, thanks so much for the question. Stay in touch with us. Uh, we are going to go to our first female caller of the morning, uh, Lovetta from Riviera Beach. Good morning, Lovetta. Good morning. Are you a first-time caller? Yes, I am. Oh, I'm so excited. Lovetta, you just won yourself $50. If you, um, oh, after, after you're done talking to us, if you stay on the line uh, and give your information to uh, Mike in our control room, I'll get that check out to you. Well, thank you. Appreciate you're welcome. It. What can we do for you this morning? Um, my question is, my husband and I were looking at buying a new vehicle, and I remember in the past that you all used to do the free tires for life. And my question is, do you all still do that? Uh, yeah, we have a, um, um, a program if you bring your car back for all its factory recommended maintenance, and for as long as you own the car, we'll, we'll provide the tires uh, after normal wear and tear. So yes. Yes, we do. Other dealers, uh, not too many, but there's some other dealers out there that offer a similar program. Oh, okay. That's that for the trucks, right? Trucks, yeah, any new car or any Toyota, we sell them um, you know, certified Toyotas and just like uh, used, just like we do the new, and uh, for as long as you own the vehicle. Uh, but you have to have all the factory recommended maintenance done, and it doesn't cover road hazards like nails and tires and things like that, just normal wear. So once your tires wear below 330 seconds of an inch, we replace them at no charge. Oh, that sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Lovetta. I appreciate the call, and thank you for being a potential customer. And Lovetta, thank, thank you, you for supporting the ladies here at Earl on Cars. Uh, we need more lady callers, and I'm happy to have heard from you this morning. And uh, the $50 will definitely help you out at this time, you know that for sure with this crazy pandemic. Rick has got something. Oh, he's, away. he's got a YouTube over there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Lovetto. Talk to you soon. Now we're going to go to Rick. Yeah. Uh, Karen is asking I asked this question before, but I must have missed your reply. My stop and go feature on my 2016 Malibu quit working. Repair shop couldn't fix it. Any damage being done to the engine if I ignore it? Now this feature is what's known as start-stop by some of the manufacturers. And it's basically when you are pulling up to a, a traffic light, the engine will shut off and then restart when you step on the gas pedal to go again. Um, it's actually, we've talked about this one before. It's 
I don't like it. I think it's a poor design setup. I don't, I don't think it's worthwhile. Technically, if it's not operating, the only thing that it's going to do is you're not going to get the small amount of fuel savings that it was supposed to provide you're lucky by stopped, having that feature. You're lucky it stopped working and don't worry about it. Yeah, that's my opinion exactly, Karen. I, I would not worry about it. As long as everything else is working fine on the car, leave it go. Okay. Great advice. Okay, Sue, some more text over there? Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a text from Maria in Jacksonville. Uh, she says, did you hear about the 12-year-old girl who invented a, a device to, uh, to alert parents when a child is left behind in a car seat? She was awarded $20,000 for her idea. Wow. And, and I did hear about that, and she's brilliant. Um, it was a um, pressure sensor that goes into the car seat. It's easy to take out. You know, it's totally portable, so it's not hardwired into the car. Um, the second it feels any pressure on it, I think over a pound or something that um, it activates, and then when it, it detects the temperature, when the temperature gets to, I think, 100 or 102 degrees, it sends out an alert by text to the parents. If the parents don't come and take the child out, and I think within a minute or I'm not sure the time, it sends a text a 911 call out to emergency what? with the location. Wow. Well, oh. why, why isn't that for sale or is it for sale? Well, it's, this happened kind of recently, so I imagine that this is going to get picked up. I mean, she got a, a, a big uh, big mm. reward for it, so I, mm. I, I hope it gets developed. Well, and let's Google that get that the details awesome. and see if we yeah. can't... Uh, I give that some publicity. Yeah, I, I, love from, uh, I looked it up here. She's also from uh, she's from North Carolina. She's only 12 years old, same hmm. age as my daughter. And oh, and it senses weight over five pounds. It activates, and then it has a built-in GPS chip, um, so you, it doesn't require a phone or a car with GPS. If the parent doesn't reset the button within 60 seconds physically on in the car, it sends a message to 911. 12 years old. Nice. 12 years old. Wow. I gotta meet this lady. Yeah, wow. her name is her name's Lydia, and she's Lydia. up in North Carolina. Wow. Patent that quickly. Yeah, you, should, cool. you see, you should see the picture of her working on it. She looks like a like a genius. <laughs> she's got hey. all her all her chips and her and circuitry well, out. Anybody know Lydia? Ooh. Ask her to call the show. We'd love to hear from Lydia. Yeah, we've we've been jawboning about that idea for years now, oh. and and and, and, and the kid solved it. That's what part great. of North Carolina does it say? Uh, hang on a second. Where'd she go? Um, she is from. Oh gosh, give me a second. We'll make a concerted effort to contact Lydia and at least have her call next week. It would be so cool. I've never spoken to a 12-year-old genius. Well, and, except uh, for me, you know. That's true. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Stu looks for that information. I have a text, and that text is, uh, I have it. I think this is for Rick. I have a t 2008 Hyundai Veracruz, and sometimes when I brake at the light, there is a drag in the brake. It lets go, then grabs. It doesn't happen all the time. Should I call a mechanic? I would definitely get that checked out. Uh, anything to do with the brakes, to me, is incredibly safety conscious. I'm, I'm one of those, hey, yeah. Uh, I know there are folks out there that will fix the air conditioner before they'll fix their brakes, but anytime I drive my car, I want to know that when I step on that pedal, that car's going to stop. You got a lot of weight going down the road. Get those brakes checked out. And just like anything else, get a second opinion. Uh, always find out if they're going to charge you a diagnostic charge. If so, how much? And uh, you take it to a Hyundai dealer, and you might have to talk to two or three before you find the best deal and the most reliable dealer yep. to, to work with. Yeah, definitely uh, worth uh, looking into. Uh, thank you for that. 
Uh, we are going to go to Mark from Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, team. How is everyone this morning? Pretty good. Good, good. Hey, um, I have a warranty question. My 2017 Camry 336, unfortunately, his warranty goes out in six days. Oh, boy. Anyway, we've had, we've had a reoccurring problem. Uh, this is probably for Rick. The right rear tire sensor, tire pressure sensor, we've had it in like three or four times for the same reoccurring problem, um, being as I can't get around, my daughter brings it in. But anyway, I'm not sure whether it's been reset or replaced. Or my question is, um, Rick, is that an isolated part right on that right rear, or does that have something to do with some type of computer board to where I, my basic question is, is because it's been in for the same problem repeatedly, is that is there any potential um, help on my end if it happens again after 336, or does that all get thrown out the window? Well, first off, most car companies, and I, I know for a fact Toyota does this, and I'm betting Honda and the others will, will be right on board. If you have a concern that starts occurring before your warranty ends, but they can't solve it right then, they can't find it, intermittent condition, and then they, you know, your warranty goes out and they eventually find it, they're still gonna cover that under warranty. If the initial complaint was before the warranty ran out, you're covered. Uh, you just wanna be sure that you go on record because it can't be a he said, she said. Uh, be sure an email or on a repair order something in writing that uh, you can refer to later if there's controversy that you did identify this issue that a vehicle was in warranty at this time. They will fix it. Any manufacturer will have to. It's just a matter of law. Absolutely. Always keep the receipts of your repair orders and make sure that they put that specifically on the repair order that that's the concern you're in for them to fix. Now the way they basically operate is the tire pressure sensor is a little monitor chip inside the tire and it's where the valve stem is and it sends a signal to a computer that tells the car you know whether the air pressure is safe or not so it could be the sensor or it could be that receiver but most likely it's going to be that sensor and i think they should have replaced it by now if you've had it in two or three times they should have stepped up and replaced it because of that having that issue Right. Well, I think what I'll do is um, go, I go in, you know, before Friday and just uh, uh, do a face-to-face, hands-on communication. Um, also, one one other thing, just maybe on a comedic end, um, uh, Stu might know or remember this. Several weeks ago, I called in about warranty situations and during our conversation we talked about i i forget what the new warranty company out there that uh, started with cars yeah and, you know they're broadcasting what's the name of that studio oh god was it safe car no not safe car um car shield that's what it is it's called car, car shield. shield yeah well you know i i do a, i spend a lot of time in front of the tv and you know now it's all over the house you know the they show clothes being thrown out of the 
uh, dryer. And oh yeah, we'll yeah. cover that. Basically, I believe it's the same company. I think that the next thing on their list is they're going to warranty marriages <laughs> if you're not if you're not satisfied with your bliss within your marriage. Yeah. They, I think they're going to start warranting that. Um, marriage shield. Will they but, furnish a replacement spouse or shield. just pay the legal yeah. fees? Yeah. Small deduction. Exactly. But, you know, the more I see the ad, Earl, I, I remember what you said about it, that uh, chances are that, uh, you know, that one of the ad shows goes, oh, yeah, I've had my engine and transmission replaced at the same time <laughs> you know but uh like you mentioned the small print is probably so vague that uh you know the chances of them doing something without a great expense to the consumer is, is probably uh uh you know probably uh, doesn't uh I'm losing my train of thought, but you know what I mean. The, sure. the, uh, the chances of them uh, actually paying out what they're claiming in their advertisement is probably slim to Yeah. Best, advice, I, best I, advice is just ignore all extended warranties. Uh, I hate to say that because there are probably some that are pretty reliable, but there's so many of them that aren't. If you buy a reliable car, forget about the extended warranty. You've got a factory warranty. And uh, after that, uh, if you take care of the car and maintain it, according to the factory recommended um, uh, owner's manual, uh, you're not going to have any problems. Uh, and you're just paying, you're overpaying for these extended warranties. And, and uh, you know, I, I would have, I'm sorry, um, go ahead, Nancy. Um, and Mark, uh, it's not that uh, you're losing your train of thought. That small print, not only does it make no sense, but you can't read it. It's so small. Earl and I, for a while, when we were doing the radio shows, was carrying a magnifying glass, and that's the way he was able to, well, both of us, read the small print. Yeah, well, you know, also, uh, how in the heck can they be making money if they're spending millions of dollars on advertisements and paying out claims at the same time? It's impossible. Hmm. So uh, they aren't paying much out on claims. They're paying a lot for advertisement collect premiums. Exactly. But anyway, thank you very much for taking my call this morning. I, I enjoy the show. I enjoy the daily mornings. And uh, um, I will uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Earl on Cars. Hope to hear from you soon. Stu? Anonymous feedback. Um, Earl, hats off to you and Stu for managing a difficult situation at your Toyota dealership. A larger organization like Home Depot Company can't even manage the face covering mandate. I had my Avalon service this week with you, and everyone was following the guidelines properly. As a senior citizen, I felt very comfortable at your agency. Well, thank you very much. Well, people are getting more and more serious, and I'm glad to see that uh, in our recent uh, shopping reports, mystery shopping reports, we've seen more and more masks. I'm being done, and I think uh, slowly but surely, uh, at least in the South Florida, people are starting to. Yeah, uh, get I think it. the county mandate had a lot to do with that, yeah. so people took sure. it seriously. Yeah. Yes. Uh, more anonymous feedback. Um, you recommend getting multiple quotes for everything, and I agree that is good to do. How do you do this when it's a service quote when your car isn't running and it's in, po in the possession of the dealership service department? I'm being told my engine needs an expensive repair, but I can't drive it to another mechanic, and I can't afford a towing service, let alone the $3,000 they want to fix my car. That's a good point, and uh, it's, it, that's a, a tough one. Sometimes 
uh, you're better off to, uh, it might be uh, bluffing if you're a poker player, but sometimes you have to bluff them, say, I'm calling uh, ABC Towing Company and have my car towed over to here and I'm going to get another uh, uh, bid. And that in itself might elicit a reduction in price. Uh, they feel like they have you when the car won't run. Uh, I would always, I'd stick to my guns on getting a second and a third bid if it's an expensive repair. And at the very least, always do this, even if you don't have it towed, get an estimate uh, of, in Florida we have a law that says if you get a service estimate, the actual work charge has to be within 10% of that amount. So if they quote you $1,000, they can only go to 1100 They can't go any higher, and you don't have to pay it by Florida law. But you have to have a written estimate. You can't say, he told me it was going to cost this much. It has to be in writing, should be on the repair order. But uh, tell them you're going to have the car towed, yeah. and you're going to get another bid from another service department. And usually, if they're not being honest, they're going to reconsider. Yeah. Um, I have another thought. Um, I would think that if a um, if somebody diagnosed the car with a certain repair, uh, they wouldn't be afraid. And I don't know how easy this would be to do to bring a, a mechanic there to just to talk with with the uh, with the technician who diagnosed the, the problem. Unless they're in collusion. Yeah, yeah. Make sure they don't know each other. I mean, you know, in car dealerships and most service departments periods, the service advisors are paid on commission, the technicians are paid on commission, and so you don't know who's exaggerating. The technician could be fooling the service advisor and the customer, or the, tech, or the service advisor could be fooling the customer. So it's really a dangerous thing if you don't get on expensive repairs, second and third quotes. <coughs> More anonymous feedback. Rick, I'm watching you on Facebook. I really like your mask. Can you do a Bane from Batman impersonation? Love the show. No. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> oh, the people are looking at you on Facebook. All right, that's my impersonation. <laughs> um, a star is born. <laughs> uh, this one's for you, Nancy. Um, how do you get Nancy? How do you uh, get Nancy's private text line? I never hear you announce it over the air. <laughs> Let's read Nancy's cell phone number out. No, I'm not going to do it. I didn't understand that. They want to know how you get your private text line because they, uh, you're getting text. They said, I never hear you announce it over the air. Somebody wants your, your oh, phone number. Oh, that's my private don't, line. Don't give that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, good morning. This is more anonymous feedback. Good morning, everyone. My beef with Toyota is a premature failure of a recently installed front brake caliper. Uh, you did not install the original part, and another Toyota dealer did, but I have since felt better using you guys. By the way, the caliper was just a little over one year old. The additional mileage was less than 5,000 miles. You replaced it for what I thought was pretty expensive, but I still paid it and will continue having you service it. It's a 2008 Forerunner. Now, aren't the parts warranted for 12 months? One year unlimited mileage. So if you have a 12, if you have one that's been there for uh, close to a year, uh, you need to contact us again. We can probably get that covered under goodwill. And it, if it's close to warranty, yeah. but any part, I think it's on most all cars, the part itself is warranty uh, for 12 months. So you could have a 20-year-old car, and if you put a new part on it, you got a 12-month warranty on that part if it fails. Yep. Okay. Um, we have a text from Bob in Antonville, and he asked the question last week, and um, we answered it really quick because we were trying to go through rapid fire, so he mm -hmm. might have missed it. Mm -hmm. uh, the question was, is it necess necessary to change your transmission fluid? Rick gave a one-word answer, which was no. No. Um, 
but uh, maybe we could speak about it just to, for a minute just to explain why. I don't know his vehicle right off right. that, do you? Um, no, but he did have, Nancy, plug yours, he did have a Barracuda 70 446 pack. <laughs> well, on the Barracuda, you, okay, no. Uh, Get the telephone number for Toyota me. and I most manufacturers right now are, because they're reducing the maintenance requirements on these cars, and the quality of the fluids and the quality of the transmissions has increased so much that at this point, Toyota World's, uh, their WS transmission fluid has a lifetime for the car. It is not necessary to change that fluid. And I'm sure it's true of all cars. I think everybody does it. Yep. The only time you'd need to is, say, if you got it contaminated with water or a transmission repair. Other than that, nope. Leave it be. Uh, Bob has let us know it's a 2015 Volkswagen Passat. Leave it be. Leave it be, Bob. There you go. Okay, I have a text in reference to that text that you had earlier how I'm getting the text. And uh, Jessica says that uh, because my reputation has grown by leaps and bounds, you have to be on the list of my very, very best friends. It's like the secret menu <laughs> at Starbucks. Not everybody knows about it. <laughs> okay, um, this is from Amory. We hadn't heard from her in a couple of weeks. She's a longtime listener and a longtime texter. Uh, she says, good morning. I hope everyone is well. Rick. I need your help on an intermittent problem with my 2013 Camry XLE. My radio works just fine, but the display screen turns white with pink lettering when I first start my car instead of the normal black background with blue lettering. Sometimes the screen turns a deep blue with aqua lettering. Whether the screen is white or deep blue, it will eventually switch back to normal. Sometimes it will switch to normal in a few minutes, other times it might be a half hour of driving until the screen goes back. Uh, the backup camera display turns either a solid white or a different, not normal, color when the display screen hasn't switched back to normal. Thank heavens the car has mirrors so I can see what's behind me when the screen hasn't returned to normal. Uh, this is an intermittent problem. It was easier to ignore uh, when I wasn't driving so much, but I'm driving a bit more and this is getting annoying. What's up with that video screen? The radio works fine and the screen responds when I change channels or switch for data. Please tell me what's going on. Thank you very much for your help. Before Rick answers that, I've got to say to Anne Marie, that was one of the most beautiful descriptions. Articulate, you visualized specific, it, didn't you? and I saw it, and yeah. I saw it. Uh, Anne Marie, you should be a writer. Maybe you are, but that is just the most. If everybody would express their complaints on cars that way, they would be a lot easier to fix the cars, wouldn't they, Rick? Absolutely. Yeah, that's the toughest thing sometimes, isn't it? People yep. kind of, they mm -hmm. have a hard time um, explaining it, yeah. As a matter of fact, the exact same thing happened to the radio in my Tacoma. Wow. The screen started going white, and because I'm normally leaving for work at 5.30 in the morning, but well before the sun comes up, I would suddenly have this glaring white light in my eyes. Very distracting. My recommendation, do not go to a dealership for it because a factory radio is going to cost you over $1,000 just for the radio, if it's still available. Hmm. And that's an exchange unit where it's going to take them several days to get it. Then there's probably another $150 to install it. Go to your local Best Buy, shop around a little bit, check a couple places, find a nice aftermarket radio that looks good to you, and get a radio with 2020 technology installed in your 2013. And it's going to make your Camry almost feel like a brand new car to you. Great advice. And by the way, 
Best Buy is one of the few companies that is thriving during this pandemic. And one of the reasons is for this sort of thing. It's a place, it's a go-to place. They have people there that can advise you and they can actually do installations and things like that for you. And the prices are incredibly good. Yeah. And uh, you can buy online and you can, I mean, just, they it's manage, a great store. They yeah. manage to survive the impact of the yeah. online retailers. They, yeah. they kind of, they work themselves yeah. into, that, into that model. Okay, we have a text from Steve in New Jersey. Another longtime listener, longtime texter. Uh, good morning, Earl. Steve from New Jersey. Prior to COVID, the pace of introducing safety and autonomous driving aids was rapid. In these current times, do you see this pace, pace showing, slowing down? Uh, I, I think everything is slowing down uh, during this time, and uh, I think it will continue. I think it stalled a little bit. I think because of the economic threat, uh, the cost of going autonomous are huge. And the cash flow of all the automotive manufacturers now uh, is strained. So I think they've kind of put a lot of things on hold in the way of research and development. So uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, if we can get through this thing, uh, we're looking at the light at the end of the tunnel being uh, 2021 uh, when we have an anecdote or a, a vaccine, vaccine that is going to help uh, kill this uh, virus thing. Mm. Uh, but it'll probably be delayed for at least that long and maybe mm -hmm. longer. Uh, there was a leak um, that came out. That, uh, uh, somebody leaked some, some vehicles that Toyota is secretly working on. Um, these are all electric vehicles, and there are some concepts. They said they would be introduced in 2022. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that car manufacturers are just, they have their R&D, yeah. it's constantly churning. And it, they might slow down an introduction of a model because of sales or things like the other circumstances. Yeah. But well, the, back, ju the juggernauts like Toyota, yeah. uh, the, the ones that have got the cash, the people that are going to be really slowed down are going to be people like uh, General Motors and Ford, unfortunately. And uh, but uh, the Googles and the uh, people that have the cash. Yeah, they keep going. Uh, keep going. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Earl on Cars. Give us a call. You have a question? 877-960-9960. Advice? Anything at all? We'd love to hear from you. And um, I have a call from Sebring, and it's on your secret line. <laughs> uh, we have a call from Sebring, and it is Nigel. Good morning, Nigel. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Earl. Good morning, Steve. Hey. Thank you for calling. Thank you for having the show. It's um, very informative. I have a quick question about my car. It's a 2008 Honda Veracruz. So whenever I stop, like, brake at a stoplight, it has a slight drag in it. Or, like, it seems like the, it, um, it, it grabs and then let go and grabs again. Yeah, that's something that I, I would have it checked by a mechanic. Uh, brakes are extremely important, having your brakes work properly to stop your car. It sounds like you might have a spot on the rotor that's got some heavy corrosion or something, and that's why it's doing that catch and catch and catch. But I would definitely have a mechanic check that out to find out what's going on for sure. Uh, and, of course, check a couple different mechanics, you know, and... and get a the you know a good estimate from at least two or three mechanics on it okay thank you thank you so much you're welcome Nigel. that's exactly what it feels like too 
like it's like you know it has that grab and go again like you know there's something there so thank you so much mm -hmm. thank you for listening Okay, more texts. Thank you for having this show. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We have some more texts. We got uh, YouTube over here. Really great. Cool. We do. We just had a couple of them come in. Uh, Justin Thomas, he actually has two questions here. It's uh, Hi there. Is a certified Lexus a better value than buying brand new and suffering depreciation as soon as I drive off the lot? And he asks, is there a stamp or a date listed on the car that tells me how long it's been sitting on the lot? Uh, re regrettably, no, but you can usually find out. It's just a matter of uh, of asking, and uh, you can even ask for the to see the stock number if you want to do some arithmetical calculations. You might be able to figure it out. But um, certified, you pre-owned cars are better value than uh, than a new, and uh, certified is only good as the dealer that says it's certified. The manufacturers have the certified program, which is really a way to sell more extended warranties for them. And the dealers don't always do the checklist and, and check the car out the way it should. Uh, I, I would buy a pre-owned car, certified or not, before I'd buy a new car. And then i take it to my independent mechanic. I would check it out. And if it gets a clean bill of health, you're going to save yourself two or $3,000 in depreciation. Mm -hmm. And Donovan Lewis is asking, what is the best way of negotiating the price of a car at a dealer that says they are a one price for used cars? I'm watching one, and I believe the price is higher than it should be. Well, you do, you do the same thing you do with a, somebody that doesn't say they're one price. First of all, most people that say they're one price are not really one price, and you always should negotiate or at least attempt to. And uh, you, when you find the real uh, no-price dealer, low-price dealer, that has really put his lowest price on all of his cars, and you say, uh, are you sure you can't give me a better price because I'm going to take it to your competition, if he says, well, you should take it to your competition, and if you get a better price, you should buy the car. And uh, that's the way you find out if they're sincere. And then take it to the competition and see if they have a better out-the-door price. The key there is the out-the-door, because a lot of times other dealerships will take a price that you've been quoted by another dealer, and they will say, yes, we'll match it. And by the time you get to the, the paperwork, you find out they've added two or $3,000 in hidden fees and uh, dealer install accessories. If you stay tuned for the mystery shopping report that's coming up shortly, we have just set a new world's record on hidden fees and additions over and oh. above the quoted price. So always be sure that when you shop that price from a one price dealer or anybody, that the price you shop it with is in fact an out the door price out-the-door price is a price you write the check for, hand it to the salesman, get in the car, and take it home. That is the out-the-door price. Nothing should be added. Next. All right, we have a text. Good one, probably for Rick. Um, I think, Earl, you should take a swing at it, though. Uh, if you just replace one tire, does it matter if it's the same brand as long as the rating, size, tread, etc., is the same? Go ahead, Rick. My recommendation is never mismatch your tires on the same, on the axle because what can happen is you'll develop a pull to one side or the other because of the different qualities in the two tires. Yeah, so, that's something that stands out, people. 
you know, anytime you uh, get a car appraised or people look at it, it stands out. He got a good year in the Michelin. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's it looks bad. Yeah, it looks a little tacky too. What about on the um, you said on the axle? What if you had, you right. could have one front one brand and the back one brand? Now that's fine. Okay, I have no problems with say a couple of Goodyears in the front, a couple of Toyos in the back. Nope, that's fine. It's kind right. of tacky though. But it still didn't look that great. Yeah, yeah. You generally want to have the same brand of tire all the way around. You want to be cool. You're gonna have exactly. <laughs> Remember, ladies, you can just still get your call in. Fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers, and uh, I wanted to mention Consumer Reports. Uh, it is the uh, August edition, and Earl and I uh, both. Uh, found it uh, very interesting uh, that uh, there, there's so much information in this uh, subscription and uh, one of them is the right time to buy and uh, the right time to buy is now and uh, there's uh, that information it's uh, several pages and uh, also uh, on tires uh, just uh, just a great magazine to pick up and take advantage of and that's the August no, edition. I just look in August yeah Really good article in there. Uh, the one caveat, if you if you buy this or go online and you read this article, they're talking about now is the time to buy. Depends on what part of the country you're in, region. Uh, cars or uh, car dealers are getting shorter cars in some areas, more so than other. Every car dealer is going to be shorter cars pretty soon. And this article for Consumer Reports was probably written uh, about the time there wasn't such a shortage. But when you are buying a car, unless you absolutely have to buy a car, you don't want to be buying a car when there's high demand and short supply. You'll, by definition, pay more. So uh, uh, other than that, the article's great. They recommend True Car. They recommend uh, Costco. Costco. And it's a really good article. Yeah, and uh, pick up the Consumer Report. Uh, one of the interesting things is the RAV4 uh, that is uh, extremely popular, and there is a very short supply and uh, if you find one, you're going to pay a, pay a whole lot. So it definitely pays to do your homework. 877-960-9960. And we are going to go to Ellen, who's calling us from Stewart. Yes, hi. How are you? Well, thank you. Ellen, are you a first-time caller? Yes, I am. Congratulations. You just won yourself $50. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. If you stay on the line after we talk and speak to Mike in our control room, he'll get your information. I'll get that check out to you. Thank you, Nancy. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you. What can we do for you this morning? Yes, I was just listening. Somebody had uh, said something about uh, replacing, like, one tire. I had done that um, because I had a flat. And so I have, um, they said it was a little bit better quality. I have, I went to Firestone and I replaced one tire in the back. Now I was wondering, how am I going to get my, I usually get my tires rotated, but the uh, people at Wallace said that they wouldn't be able to do that because I have the, the odd tire in the back. Rick? Well, the, the tires can still be rotated. On most modern cars, they're meant to go, the front tires go to the back, the back to the front. So the rotation can still be done. Uh, however, when that mismatched pair does get to the front, there is a possibility that the car will pull to one side or the other. So Wallace, of course, they're, they're probably going on the air on the side of caution. 
that they rotate the tires, you're going to come back and complain, hey, it's pulling, and they're going to be responsible now. So they've either got to rotate the tires back to their original position or try to fix this pull. But So they're probably just kind of erring on the side of caution there. Okay, so, um, yeah, because I, I mean, I just uh, got these, the four new tires, that, like, two years ago. So I hate to get four, you know, the, the same tires. I, I had to do it because I had a, a flat, and that was all they had at the time. Right. How bad a pull would it be, Rick? I mean, is it something, as long as she would, maybe she'd prefer to do the rotation to preserve the uh, life of the tires and live with a slight mm -hmm. pull as long as she was aware of it? It it would be just a, a drift. But let me give this definition real quick. Um, when you're driving along, if you look at the, the white lines in the road, the, the reflectors are what I like to use. Mm -hmm. If you drive in the center of the lane with just a very light touch on the wheel, just keep your hands just touching on the wheel, never let go of the wheel. If you pass three or four of those reflectors and the car stays in its lane, then it's going pretty straight down the road. If by the time you pass okay. that fourth or fifth one, if it starts to drift out of the lane, you have what's known as a drift. But if it pulls itself out of the lane within the first two or three or four reflectors, then you have a pull, and that's something you're going to want to get addressed. Because that could mean the tire's going really low or some other issue with the car. But a pull is something that when you're just giving a light touch on the wheel, the car moves out of the lane relatively quickly. And the drift is just it moves slowly over out of the lane. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I, I listen to I try and listen to you every Saturday. And Earl, I read you your articles in the uh, hometown news, and you guys are fantastic. Nancy, thank wonderful you. for the ladies, and thank you all for all your wonderful information. Oh, thank you, Ellen. Call and again, Ellen, please. Thank you for all the compliments. Definitely. And thanks for thank helping. Thank you so much. Bye bye. To build this platform for the ladies. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 Anonymous feedback Earl, you always claim that car dealers break the law every day in their ads How is this possible? It's so out in the open it would be so easy to bust them Well, let me give you um, an example Have you ever driven on I-95? Is there anybody going to speed limit? So <laughs> the, the problem is when everybody breaks the law, it overwhelms. And so you got I-95, thousands of people speeding, and if the uh, Florida Highway Patrol tried to stop them, it would have resulted in total chaos. I guess if the Attorney General, maybe she's afraid to crack down on car dealers, because every one of them is breaking the law every day. Yep. And uh, how do you, you'd have to arrest every car dealer in Florida. I mean, it's something that's been let go so long uh, that I, I think you've got the lobbyists going at them, the FADA. Uh, they realize that if they go after the car dealers, they're not going to get reelected. And if they do go after the car dealers, there's so many of them out there. You're, you go after one car dealer, he's going to say, but my competition's doing it. And then you, pretty soon everybody's pointing the finger at everybody else. It would be impossible to enforce it. It would be overwhelming. Yeah. And we let ourselves get into this position. and. Uh, Somehow or other, we got to dig our ways out. That's what this show's all about. We're trying to embarrass somebody right. where they start trying to do something. Raise consciousness. 
All right, uh, another text. Uh, no name on this one. I tried to buy a new Camry from a dealership in Georgia. I was told that the bank said I had to buy a Corolla, not a Camry. My credit isn't very good, but I don't understand why they care what model I buy. Is this discrimination? Um, well, I mean... They're talking price. They don't care yeah, about the model. I, th yeah. I think the dealer probably explained it poorly to you. It's just the amount of money that they'll loan. So they maybe, based on your credit, they feel comfortable. If somebody has you know, some credit issues, they might restrict the amount that they'll advance for the, for the loan. Yeah. Um, but clearly, the, the, you left that dealership thinking that there was something else going on, and they did, they did a bad job explaining that. And it's a matter of down payment also. You can, have, you can buy yourself a Rolls Royce if you have enough down payment. Mm -hmm. So uh, with a Camry or Corolla, you come up with an extra 500 bucks, maybe 1000 You can buy the Camry. Uh, it's just a matter of total amount of debt exposure that the lender has. And based on your credit, they're thinking, uh, Camry is too much debt exposure. Yeah. Okay, this one's from Robbie, and she's also, uh, she's in Stort, uh, he's, in, he's in Stort, Florida. I get that confused. I also know a Robbie who is a, uh, a woman in Stort, but this is the man, Robbie. Uh, good morning. Uh, we bought a 2019 Toyota 4Runner Limited 4x4 from you. Um, we're considering buying an Airstream travel trailer. Ooh, cool. It weighs 4,000 pounds, dry. Capacity of our 4Runner, towing capacity, is 5,000 pounds. Will this be okay? It came with a hitch. Um, does it have a towing package on it? What will towing do to the engine and transmission? And then, like I said, that's from Robbie. It sounds like that trailer is well within the proper capacity of your forerunner to handle it just fine. Um, now, bear in mind that towing, you're obviously going to put a little more wear and tear on the engine and transmission. So it will shorten the lifespan of it a little bit. Not a, not a huge amount, but some. And other than that, uh, you're just going to have to deal with my jealousy because, man. Airstream. I love those Airstreams. Yeah, I was looking at those online. Um, now I'm, I was always scared to fly. Now I'm terrified to fly. And I was thinking, I wouldn't mind renting one of those just to see how, how I liked it. Are those that's beautiful a, That's one of Nancy's and I's running jokes. Whenever, whenever we want to make the other laugh, we say, let's go buy a Winnebago one. And we'll get in that and we'll drive that around the country <laughs> together. We get about as far as Jacksonville before one of us were killed by the other one. Uh, maybe you should have a, have a hire a driver, and then. I mean, I can't imagine being inside a, a container uh, for for all that period of time. I just. Right. Well, but I see, that's a, that's why you get the forerunner with the airstream. Yeah. <laughs> one sits in one, one in the other. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I don't think that's an option. Yeah. yeah. The airstream's really. There's, there's the, the silver tube. They're very retro looking. They're just. They're really cool. They're no, awesome. We, yeah. we don't want to be anywhere that's confined. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our lines have been shut down. Uh, we are getting ready for the mystery shopping report. It's going to be a doozy from Napleton North Palm Beach Honda. Hyundai. Well, we have Hyundai. Some more Hyundai. We got one more. Yeah, we got another text here. We, we, we got yes. time. And we would love for you to vote on the mystery shopping Please. report when Earl does it. Nail back to Stu. Okay. Morning, all. And this is uh, this is from Colin. Uh, just wondering what your thoughts are on building your own new vehicle. I tried it, and he doesn't mean literally. Rick started getting nervous. Don't build your own car. It's, it's not going to be safe. Um, building your own vehicle. I tried it on Toyota's website. It was extremely fun, and it seems like I can get a vehicle's price high very quickly. Are there extra costs added when, when picked up, or is the price on the site what you'll pay? The only thing I would caution on building your own vehicle on these sites is, is sometimes there's regional um, differences in what's available. So you might be on a site um, adding factory option packages 
only to find out when you actually get in touch with the dealer that it's only available in the Northeast or out in the West Coast. So, um, but it is fun to do because, um, yeah, you can really run the price up. I do that with um, Mac computers a lot. I just see how expensive I can get them on Apple.com. But, um, and I, I don't buy them. It's just a weird hobby I have. But, um, yeah, it's a, generally speaking, it is. If you're using a regional website, for example, you're talking about Toyota. Uh, Toyota has a Southeast, Southeast Toyota's buyatoyota.com. Um, typically, they will only show you what is available, so you should have a pretty good time building it. Now, as far as the price goes, um, well, it depends on where you're getting that price from. If it's from a dealer, um, uh, probably not a good chance. What you see online is what you're going to pay. Um, some dealers will. Um, try not to make this a commercial at our dealership. Yeah, if you build a, a, a vehicle on our website, um, the price will be the price. Uh, YouTube. I've got one, one good one here. James Ferreira is asking... Hello, I'm trying to replace my rear tires that are 285-30-21 with not much luck finding them. I'm having better luck finding tires with a 35 aspect ratio. Now, real quick, folks, this tire measurement is what they call the P-metric measurement. 285 is the width of the top of the tire in millimeters, 285 millimeters. The aspect ratio is the next number, that 30 and that is that the sidewall of the tire is 30% of the width of the tire. And then 21 is the diameter of the rim, which is 21 inches. Why they decided to mix all that up like that, I don't know, but that's what the industry did. Uh, James, the best thing I can tell you, if you want to try to go to a 35 aspect ratio, it's going to make the tires a little bit taller. And depending on what car you're fitting these on, if it's too much, too close to the fender wells, you could damage the car by putting too tall of a tire on there. I am guessing that you're probably owning a Tesla P95 because that's one of the few cars I've ever seen that came from the factory with a 21-inch wheel. So I would check with Tesla on this and find out if they have sources for that proper exact size tire. Can you buy tires on Amazon? You can. Yeah. I would, but I, it's just I, finding that specific size yeah. is going to be tough. And Costco, I'd check Costco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, move into the mystery shopping report. Um, you know, let's, let's check our memo to file. Check prices of tires on Amazon. I've never thought to look at a price of a vehicle and see how they compare it with Costco and other prices. Mystery Shop of Napleton, North Palm Beach, Hyundai. This week, we uh, turned our attention to the Takata airbag recall crisis because there just hasn't been enough bad news lately. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, but seriously, the Takata problem did not go away when the world turns its attention to this pandemic. The Takata recalls over 140 million vehicles. I, I choked when I read that for the first time. Can you imagine? 100. That's all the vehicles, isn't it? I mean, that's... I mean, 140 million vehicle Takata recall. It's almost like the odds are the car you're driving has a Takata airbag recall. That's not literally true, but it seems like it. Uh, it's been with us since 2014. That's the other. I can't believe it's been that long. Good lords. Uh, six years this thing has been going on. And it's not getting better. They're getting more recalls. And they're selling cars, new cars, with recalled with with Takata airbags that they know are going to be recalled 
because they don't have another airbag they can put in there and they don't recall it until it's four or five years old. And so it's wave after wave. It's the uh, recall that keeps on giving. Exactly. It's like herpes. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> that was like a joke from the 70s. That is, that's what I well, all the old guys out there like that. I don't know about the girls anyway. Uh, I just came out. I couldn't, I couldn't control myself. Anyway, the staccato thing is something we have to address even in this pandemic. And I, uh, I know in the eyes of the COVID-19, a staccato airbag recall doesn't sound important. And I guess relatively speaking, it's not. But we can't forget about it. Uh, we spent the last four years trying to bring attention to the unrestricted uh, sale of used vehicles with unfixed or unfixable detective airbags. Hard to believe that it's legal to sell a car with a airbag that can blow up in your face and kill you, and it cannot be fixed because they don't have an airbag replacement for that car. And it's legal to do that. Shame, shame, shame on the federal uh, legislators, uh, regulators, the state, the city, everybody. How can you allow someone to sell you a car with a dangerous recall that cannot be fixed? Rick? Even worse are the ones that the parts are available and it can be fixed. Well, I don't and know about all that. They could, all they have to do is take it to the dealer I, and get it fixed. I, I, I agree. I, I disagree. I think to sell one that can be fixed, there's some uh, conscience salv salvageable uh, if you can't get it fixed. You find out about it, you get it fixed. Imagine going into a car dealer, buying a used car, and you find out when you get home that night that it has mm. a defective airbag and you can't get it fixed and True. you bought a car yep. now you can't get it fixed what that do you do potential hand grenade sitting don't, in front yeah, of you i don't know what you do so what do you do whenever you find out that person has lost their life yeah. because of the defective airbag especially that person let's move you. on it exactly um, we've implored officials and politicians to establish regulations that would prohibit the sale of used vehicles with dangerous safety recalls after four years, there's still no law, not even one that mandates the disclosure of these defects. The very least, they should require disclosure, but they don't. We have uh, uncovered dozens and dozens of car dealers who are more than willing to not only sell a car with a Takata airbag recall, but who are willing to conceal the danger and willfully conceal it from their customers. I mean, that is, that should be punishable by imprisonment. Forget about a fine. Uh, to deliberately sell a person a product that they, you know can kill that person, premeditated. I'm starting to get myself too upset here. You're getting the vapors. Uh, blood pressure's up. We've uncovered dozens and dozens of cars. Okay, we just did that. We haven't done a Takata investigation since January of this year. It's been too long. Our search for defective Takata airbags to us uh, led us to Napleton's North Palm Beach Hyundai on North Lake Boulevard in Lake Park, Florida. That's right next to uh, North Palm Beach because a lot of people don't know where Lake Park is. Uh, Napleton's North Palm Beach Hyundai. That's the reason they say it's North Palm Beach Hyundai. On their website, uh, listed for sale was a 2015 Honda Pilot with a fixable but unfixed defective Takata airbag. It was listed for $14,499. Now, as John from Palm City would say, you better sit down for this one, because this is one classic, one-of-a-kind shopping report, and it's just starting to get good now. Uh, don't touch your dial. 
We summoned veteran mystery shopping operative, Agent Thunder, to administer the Takata test. Now, without giving too much away, this investigation uh, took some unpredictable terms and resulted in one of our weirder, that's too kind an adjective, uh, outrageous, probably be more appropriate. Our investigation evolved from a Takata test, yes, Stu? I want to interrupt. Before, I was going to mention this earlier. Do you think just because, do you think maybe you should use a pseudonym for the, uh, for the salesperson? I was a little concerned about some of the things that were said. Maybe just call him Bob or something. Okay. I think, yeah. Anonymity for the salesperson. We rarely yeah. do this, yeah. but uh, I would defer to yeah. Stu's better I, judgment. So I just got a chill of thinking yeah. that I don't, I don't want to be responsible for someone getting in trouble. Yeah. Our investigation evolved from a Takata test to a crazy sales experience. And I guess I, I, I want to lick my finger, and I, I can't. You need I one of those things. That you I can't need. lick my finger. I got my mask on. Um, uh, mystery shopping is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, one of the classic phrases of all time. Okay, here's a report on the uh, shopper. Today's mission was Napleton Hyundai on North Lake Boulevard on a Takata airbag mystery shop. I set out ask, to ask the three questions, the three questions that we always ask on the Takata shop to be sure that there's no... Uh, question that what happened happened. If, if a salesperson is asked these three questions and still tries to sell you a car with a dangerous recall, you know you got a problem. Question one, are there any mechanical issues? Well, that's a mechanical issue. Has it ever been in an accident? Well, that's not directly related, but it still needs to be answered. The third one, this is the killer, any safety issues? Now, can can you sell an unsafe vehicle? Mm -hmm. Let me rephrase. Can you sell an unsafe product? The Federal Trade Commission says you can. A federal law, state law, all laws say you can't sell an unsafe product. And yet our laws allow you to sell cars with defective airbags. I dreaded going back to Naples because it brought up memories from the last horrible experience I had at Naples and Chrysler Dodge Jeep. However, I gave myself a pep talk to stay optimistic. I mean, Napleton is just about the worst of the worst, always on the do not buy list. And I can't remember ever getting a good mystery shopping report from a Napleton dealership. No. Uh, I arrived around 1 p.m. I made my way inside to a sparse showroom. There wasn't a receptionist sitting up front. That's unusual. A salesman was seated near the front, engrossed by his uh, smartphone. Uh, he never saw me walk past. The employees that I could see were all wearing face masks. Now savor this and remember this, because that's the last good thing you're going to hear in this report. But kudos to Napleton. Uh, your folks were wearing face masks. Maybe they always wear a mask at Napleton dealerships. They weren't face before masks. Before the pandemic. Were, they were bandit masks. <laughs> I just cracked myself up. I'm sorry. Nancy hates it when I laugh at my own jokes. Okay. Um, I made one lap around the showroom and then returned to the salesman on his phone. Can I get some help? I asked. Instead of assisting me, he went to find another salesman. He returned with a young man. Hello, my name is Daniel. What brings you in today? I told him, oops, I just dropped the ball. I was just kidding. That's a, that's a false name. It wasn't really Daniel. Um, Bob. <laughs> Bob Daniels. <laughs> Oh, God, I feel so bad now. His, his real name was Bob. Bob Daniels. <laughs> you let it sit out. Yeah. 
I told him about the used Honda Pilot. I showed him the picture of the vehicle on my phone. Daniel said, oh, I don't know. I think that just car, this car just came in. Uh, let's have a seat in my office and take a look. Daniel said, oops, I don't know. Uh, the name? Bob. Fictitious names. Yeah, Bob. Bob, yeah. Bob said, oh, I don't know. I think that car just came in. Let's go have a seat in my office, take a look. Things got weird as soon as we sat down at the desk. He immediately tells me, man, I'm going to be honest. And I tell you that I'm just super tired. I stayed up all night, and I'm just exhausted. Now, you know, I, you, you think that is really bad. I think it's painfully refreshing. I mean, just total honesty. I mean, the guy, just he was telling the truth. I, I wouldn't have reacted like Stu did. Stu wrote the report, and, and Agent Thunder... Yeah, I'm, I'm just taking uh, Agent Thunder's tone here. Yeah, so he yeah, thought it, he yeah. was he thought it was a little weird. Yeah, and he was. Uh, I, I I think I was refreshingly honest, and I'm not just saying that. Okay, thanks for letting me know. I said sarcastically, Agent Thunder did not. Uh, just bear with me. I told him the stock number in the ad. He found the car on his computer screen. Bob. Bob stated. <laughs> <laughs> This car just came in yesterday. I have to apologize again. I was supposed to check it out yesterday, and I completely forgot. I mean, that's about as honest as you're going to get. I mean, you just if you screw up and you admit it and you just look somebody in the eye, I like that. Bob, uh, I think that's nice. I decided to have some fun with him. That's Agent Thunder. Uh, I said he was hilarious and asked how old he was. He said he was just 22. He's a kid. I said he looked terrible. And uh, I'm saying Bob looked terrible and asked him what happened the night before. He said he was out late being stupid. I mean, hey. I remember those days. That's a, but that's endearing that you would say something like that. Well, the average person would how just. How stupid was he being during a pandemic? Well, <laughs> probably really stupid. Well, if he, if, he, if he is stupid, he needs to be an honest, right? Yeah. yeah. He's being stupid. I am stupid. At least he's wearing a mask. He's wearing a mask. Bob. Bob joked, <laughs> Bob joked around with me for a bit and then turned his attention to the computer screen. He reported the pilot was up front and suggested we go look for it, pilot being the model of the car. Yeah. Uh, and not the airline pilot. <laughs> it was uh, so dirty, I laughed out loud. I understood that the vehicle just came in, uh, but I didn't think I'd ever seen a dirtier car. When I opened the driver's door and four empty plastic soda bottles tumbled out. I laughed louder. This made Bob. Daniel laugh. Bob. Then apologize uh, about Bob. <laughs> you having a hard time with I should have done this before the show. Sorry. <laughs> well, should, I should have right, I should have typed it up. Yeah, right you wait till the last minute. It's yeah. my fault. We walked around the car, asked about the ball tires. Uh, he said these would be replaced. He <laughs> promised that after it was done with recon it would look great. Now I'll be honest with you, I'm a car dealer. And we've done this yeah. before. Yeah, no, we're doing this now. And you trade, yeah, you trade yeah. a car in, and, and somebody wants to look at the car. You can't say, yeah. "I won't show you the car until we get it all dolled it's, up." It's the totality of everything yeah. is making it. Yeah, yeah. So. so it happens. It happens. And when you're honest and you confess, that's all you can do. Yeah. Uh, we walked around the car. Blah blah blah. I asked Bob. Uh, the Bob two of the three questions. <laughs> Had it been in an accident, and if there were any mechanical problems, Bob, Bob reiterated. <laughs> Sorry. They just came in and he didn't know. He asked if I wanted to drive it, then ran back inside to get a key. Uh, Bob didn't say much on the test drive. He gazed sleepily out the window. 
I mean, that's, a, that's endearing to me. He gave If he fell asleep, would it be more endearing? If he was driving, that would have been a different story. He, gave he was. Shift. No, he was. He was. No, I'm scared. No, no. <laughs> we pulled back onto the lot. He asked me if I liked it. I didn't answer. I just said, let's see the numbers. Back at the desk, Bob asked me what I wanted to do. I repeated that I wanted to see numbers. I said I wasn't impressed by the vehicle's condition, so I expected to be impressed by the price. Okay, hard negotiation, I like it. Okay, yeah, it'll be a lot different when you see it again. Are you going to put any money down? That's a required question. No, I'm going to pay cash. Okay, let me go talk to my managers, plural, and run the numbers. Came back a few minutes later. Uh, Bob, Bob put the worksheet up <laughs> on the desk and placed his hand on it. <laughs> he said, oh yeah, right, upside down on the, yeah, that's, cute. that's cute. Sir, before I show you this, I mean, that is cute, turns it upside down, puts his hand on Before I show you this number, we like to throw out to see if we have something going here. This is just the number we like to throw out. Yeah, yeah, we're not, we don't like to just throw out this number. So before I do, uh, you know, this thing, we're having a serious thing here. Uh, so before I turn it over, I mean, this is really drama. I mean, this is old school, old school drama. Uh, don't think this is the price you're going to pay. <laughs> this is just where you start. <laughs> I mean, this, we're not making, we're laughing a lot, but we're not making this up. Nope. This sounds like a farce if you just tuned in. This is not a farce. This is a real mystery shopping report, and this really happened. Yep. I asked him, Bob, I asked Bob, no, yeah. yeah. Are you new in the industry? He says, yes. And he gets 22 years old. Please go on, I said. I'm going to flip it over now. Here he comes. <laughs> Are you ready? Today's I'm, Mr. Shepard under my mad magazine. He, did, he didn't say that. He, like, just, okay. he just said, okay. Uh, Bob turned the shit over slowly. I could smell his fear. That was Agent <laughs> Thunder's, or that's Stu's word. He said, I know it's online. Okay. He says, Bob says, I know it's online for $14,499, but we haven't really checked, checked it in yet. The realist price is $18,995, but my manager will sell it for $15,988, but he wants me to add the Napleton VIP experience package for $1,960. <laughs> wow. Uh, I asked to hold the worksheet. The sale price was fifteen nine eighty-eight. He added, better sit down for this one. He added one thousand nine hundred sixty dollars for the Napleton VIP experience. experience. Sounds like a band name. Yeah, <laughs> and then he added one thousand eight hundred ninety-five dollars for recon. Yep. They're charging the customer to recondition the used car he's buying because they didn't recondition it when he came in and $899 dealer service fee and $129 e-tag fee file e file, yeah. yeah and $149 private tag agency fee and <laughs> $199 documentation fee i mean you add it all up you're talking $5,231 in hidden fees yep. how much Five thousand two hundred and thirty-one dollars. How much? Ring the bell. Then, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> as if reciting a script, Bob uh. said, "Is this the price you would like to pay 
Or did you have a different amount in mind? <laughs> I love it. I, mean, I love it. This is good. You know, it's like classic old school. I mean, they actually did this uh, 25 years ago. I mean, they still do it, but they don't talk like this. I mean, they, they still do, they still commit the crimes, but the language has changed. This is language from 25, it might be 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I said, I want to pay the price I saw online. I want to pay the advertised price. I also need to know if this is a safe vehicle. Can I see a Carfax report? Dan, uh, Bob, <laughs> Bob said he didn't think they could get a Carfax report until the car was checked in. Well, was we a, had a Carfax report. It was on their website. Yeah, it's on their website. Yeah. So he, uh, Bob wasn't That's uh, a gr accurate. Green pea mistake. Yeah, right. Rookie mistake. I wasn't quite uh, sure what to say. Bob seemed helpless and uncomfortable. I decided it was time to abort the mission. I asked him if I could take the worksheet to go over it at home. Daniel said... I couldn't leave until I met his manager. He can't leave. I wonder what he would he have tackled me, or tied me up, or knocked me unconscious. I don't know. He said I can't leave until he meets the manager. He said, and then he says, "Oh, I can get in trouble," and so I indulged, I indulged him. He ran to get his manager, literally, probably. The manager said he understood. I wanted to wait until the car was through recon reconditioning. I said that was true, but I didn't like how they had jacked up the online price. The manager told me not to worry about it. If it checked out okay in reconditioning, he'd honor the online price when I came back. I got the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so we just hit a new world's record of hidden fees in Florida. Uh, the old record holder, I'm sorry, Al Hendrickson, uh, you're now number two. $3,000 won't cut it. We have 5000 what was it, $5,931. Yeah. Over $5,000 in hidden fees. So there we have it, folks. I mean, uh, we're getting near. we we got to get uh, the votes in. Uh, there's nothing else in the report. It's just a classic. And I can't wait to get that posted in our archives. By the way, our mystery shopping reports, you can read this in all the shops at EarlOnCars.com. We archive them. And uh, this is a doozy. We probably ought to... I, you know, highlight this one so we can find it again when we want to laugh, but uh, or maybe to cry. I'm not sure which. How the votes look so far, folks? Well, uh, they don't look very good. Um, <coughs> the first one that came in is an F minus. Um, we do have a comment though, um, a, a valid point. Um, David on Facebook says, "Shame on you for wasting a salesperson's time trying to make a living. That's the real crime." Um, we've talked about that on the, on the show before. It's and, a lesser yeah. of evils. We feel bad about it, and I feel particularly bad because we weren't going to mention his name because it was so terrible, and I and I slipped up and I mentioned the name. But uh, uh, you know, you have to consider the greater good. We're trying to help people avoid uh, dealers that will take advantage of you, and uh, that's what we're doing. And I'm sorry that sometimes we have to waste a salesman's time. Mm -hmm. We have a fail, comma fail, comma fail. Dot, dot, dot. Um, Anne-Marie gives him a big fat F. Jonathan Wellington gives him a big fat F. I'm going to just go ahead and I think I, th I think Linda voted before the mystery shopping report. Not totally fair, but we gave, a, gave it away at the beginning that it was going to be bad. So I'll accept Linda's big fat F and I got to fail him. But I agree with okay. you. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, Bob, um, I think is a new guy. He's got plenty of time to uh, maybe find another dealership. Yeah. It can be a good career to have selling cars. Uh, just got to be, be at the right place. So, uh, you know, keep at it, Bob. And um, I, th I think you'll do good. Just, just maybe try a different dealership. Yeah, great, yeah. Stu. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, great advice. Uh, you guys, you have a vote? 
I've got Mr. Hand with an F, M. Av with an F, and then I have, uh, let's see, Ed Overdyke with an F, Mark from St. Louis, F for the deal, A for entertainment, Steve just with an angry face, and TJH11638 with an F minus, and I have, uh, no, let's see, M. Av says, mm -hmm. wasting a dishonest car person's car salesperson's time is a public service well okay i uh again i i have to that's the most failing score i've ever seen so i unequivocal f okay uh, and from me nancy stewart i say the world's a stage and uh napleton is acting out their part <laughs> ladies and gentlemen tune in next week we'll be right here saturday morning eight to ten have a wonderful weekend